Is daytime better for me? Yeah. Uh, it just depends. I mean, nighttime's kind of fun because it feels like you're doing something, you know, but yeah. it's, it's tough on a Sunday. I think that's where we're at with that. You know, like the, if we were doing this a different day, it'd probably be a lot easier at nighttime and you're kind of like in the, in the mode. Yeah. I mean, we could easily do that. It's just because when I get out of work, like I'm mentally drained and tired. And oh, I'm sure. You probably, you probably want to take a shot, a uh, nap right now, you know? That's exactly what I want to do. It's all I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like not think about work and relax my mind to know it's to take a nap after this. No, I need to edit. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm work too damn much on everything. It's hard, it's hard to tune, turn it off, you know. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was good, man. It was a good one. Uh, that, that, that setup was, uh, worked yeah. a little. Yeah. That's cool. I'm just glad, uh, uh, Thomas liked it. Oh yeah, he was, that's kind of what he, he just wanted to know how to, like, you know, he's never really played before, but he wanted to like, he kind of knows how to play. So he's just like, all right, I just want to get in. And he's the kind of dude who would like really be into it like that. You know, he played like a lot of Warhammer yeah. and shit like that. So. Well, he also said he was trying to get his sons into it, his two sons. Like, no, he, wanted, he has a son and a daughter and he's trying to get them to play. Uh, yeah, he wanted, he didn't know like how to be a dungeon master. So I think he was also studying Rob. You know what I mean? Just to help him, uh, it helps him that way by studying Rob as well, besides just the planet. So, you learn a little from the two. Um, what are you gonna do? Release Wiggles? I feel like you already got your Wiggles out. You look wiggleless, man. Where are your Wiggles at? You know what, bro? What? I know I said I was gonna do this sober. I'm gonna take a fucking shot. Oh, you I didn't say do it sober, but you don't have to be like half in the bag when you start. That's like the whole point. Oh. This is okay. my first my first uh, seltzer of the day. Okay, ignore the fact I'm not wearing pants. You are indeed not wearing pants. Like I really thought that that was going to be one of those things. All right, let's see. I'm not going to say that alcohol is inspirational, but I'm going to say that definitely, once it hits your lips, so good. So good. I immediately thought of something to start off with. Oh, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you, found, you thought of something while not wearing pants. Uh, right, so something has to give. Yeah, man, well, that's that's a thing. Like, uh, last, last time I did that gala thing, I was wearing, like, just shorts and, like, a nice shirt, tie. Shorts, like oh, I'm wearing my pajama <laughs> shorts, dude. Like, come on, this is Zoom. You're like a fucking judge, or fully naked underneath that robe, you just don't know. Yeah, if I was a judge, I would be like, I would play that game. Hell I yeah. would. Yeah. Show so a little leg here and there, be like, check this out. It's like, uh, well, what are you talking? And they're like, hey, are you naked? What are you talking about? I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what that's like? Um, uh, something about Mary. When he goes in to talk to fucking, uh, what's his name, to the investigator, the guy who's going to basically be a spy for, like, to find where she's at. And when he, right. and he stands up and his pants are, like, unbuckled and he's like, oh, hey, what's up, buddy? And he stands up and he has the buckles pants. And he's like, 
he was like out bunting it at work, just his fucking hand in his pants and shit. I get that. Gotta release your wiggles. Ah, wiggles, man. I did. I I got the same thing, man. I was working out, working on the yard right now, and I'm like, I'm tired. Like, I had a bunch. I, I rented a tool from Home Depot. Oh, oh, I, I rented a chainsaw once. What, what, what did you rent? I rented a, a tamper, a DG tamper. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Uh, DG is decomposed granite. Okay. So it's like that, it's that, uh, that dirt you see, you know, like you see, like you're at a park and you see like dirt roads, but yeah. it's like tamped. It's like real hard. Yeah. That's what that is. That's DG. That's decomposed granite. So like you, a tamper is just like this big machine that like brrr, goes on top of it and you like run it like a lawnmower over it and it like compacts it. Oh, so. Got it. Yeah. So, and, so, almost like a those machine, like the drills they use in the street, but the opposite, because instead of like digging, it's compacted. Yeah, it's compacting, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it was fun. You know, it's also exhausting. And like my hands are still like shaking a little bit because <laughs> it's, it's like vibration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, heavy. A, it's heavy as shit. It is heavier than anything in the world. And I had like, luckily the guy at Home Depot helped me put it in the back of a, of a, my, my wife's SUV, which now is covered in DG and, um, yeah, it's not, covered in it. It's not handheld, right? You're pushing it like a mower. Yeah. You're pushing it like a mower. Okay. And it was kind of dope though. Cause like I asked, I asked my wife, I was like, Hey, I need your help. Put this back in the, in the back of the car. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, she's her, she, her back's going to go out or something. And she looks like, Oh, this is incredibly heavy. You need to understand that lift with your legs. And she's like, like like a squat and lift up with my legs. I'm like, yeah, one shot. Wow. I'm like, damn, all right, nice legs. Good job. Like, uh, <laughs> She has stronger legs than I do, man. She should use it next time, and you can watch. Yeah, right? I can sit there and make her lemonade or something. <laughs> well, what, is, what, is, what did you need it for? Like, what did it do for you? The backyard. I threw a bunch of DG back there because I'm going to put some fake grass. I've got a very big backyard, and, yeah. like, I'm just trying to, like, make it as water taller like you know drought proof as possible gotcha. so uh, and i'm just trying to use way less water so um that's what i did the backyard pro- I, the backyard project is really coming too you gotta and, send me a picture of that at some point what it looks like right now that way i can see the progress yeah it, it's really i got i got a before the before and afters on it are are night and day at this point like well, they're I mean, coming out really good but you still work is still progressing right yeah definitely like uh, i got all that dg tamped down which was a big deal uh, because the, the artificial, I had to do all that myself because the artificial grass is crazy expensive mm-hmm. and I can't afford it. So I figured if I did all that work, all that leg work, cause I'm not doing shit else anyway. You don't have uh, pets? Uh, yeah, we just got a dog, but it's a puppy and it's scared to go back there anyway. So <laughs> if I can get that fake grass laid down before that dog gets in there and it's already tamped. So it's not even going to be bothersome. Like it's, I mean, but but once animals urinate on fake grass, it starts to like hold the scent. You can't get rid of it. There, there was there was a weird um like uh, grooming place right th- right next to Heidi Ho in Santa Monica on Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And anytime I ever when I worked in Santa Monica, so I walk there. And anytime I walk past that place, even when I know that you can still smell like the the soap and everything they tried to do to clean it out, it was just soap and urine. Couldn't get that smell out. It holds mm. really, really hard, so you might not want to let that. Maybe it wasn't pet proof. Like they have ones that are pet proof. They tell you, like you. That's why they're so expensive. Well, then, well, then why would why would a groomer not get pet proof 
uh, grass in front of their building when they Jeez. know that's where the dogs are going to piss. In so Santa she, Monica, so they got money. How do you know they got money? They, they, you're starting a business in Santa Monica, which yeah, is probably it, the most expensive place. business, and I know rent is expensive as fuck in Santa Monica, especially for a business. So they must have some expendable money. Then I'll teach the dog to piss on my favorite tree. How's that? Please do. Yeah. All right. that, that is, that's my warning to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's looking grass. good though. I'm gonna be. I will be. I will be pissed, so to speak, if that becomes a thing. Though I will will not be happy. I like your wordplay. Yeah, <laughs> just to go ahead and and, and, a, and a delicious pun. A little uh, pissed. <laughs> a little pissed. Yeah, I will be pretty a pretty pretty damn upset, man. You will be yeah. pissed on instead of pissed off. <laughs> if that's a thing. Oh man! Really, yeah, how that shot just woke me the fuck up. And I was, yeah, you're you're fire right now, dude. I like it. I was speaking of, speaking of fire, dude. You saw um, my energy a second ago. I was just yeah, you were down. Now you're up. I'm liking it. I like it. that's how hey, that's how you get up. I don't I don't know if a downer gets you up, but I could see my Steve Buscemi eyes. Do did you do you ever have a Bloody Mary in the morning, like after like just or you get home from work or something and you're just freaking beat? Or like even hung over and just throw down a Bloody Mary? Um, it's a weird thing because I don't like tomato juice, um, but I do like the spice and everything else that goes into it. So it, ha- it would have to be a special thing, like a michelada. I would have that before. Yeah, see, like same difference, you know, except you know what it's really good in a Bloody Mary is instead of vodka, you use uh, white tequila. Oh, um, very that. good. Bloody Maria, it's called. Very good. Have you had a pickle beer yet? I have not had a pickle beer. Well, you know they come from here, right? They come from like in San Antonio. I think I remember you saying that. You were telling me that the yeah, they're like the that... hardest thing. We, I live here, and it, as you can see by the shirt, and it's the hardest thing. Fuck the Spurs. It's the hardest thing to get out here where they make it. So I imagine the rest of the country is gets it once in a while. And if when you drink it, it's a sour. Are you familiar with sours? Yes. So sours have like a. Like, there's something about them that makes you only be able to drink one or two because it's like the flavor is so strong. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. I've had sours. I've had sours and been like, okay, one of these and I'm good. Like, yeah, oh, it's, I'm going to swap. It's more of like a finisher at the end of the night. Like, Because, you know, they do all these flavors. They do the lactose. They add the lactose in a lot of them. So it kind of mellows it out. Um, but then one is enough and you're like, you're done. Like, yeah, it's, that it's a food. weird taste, man. It's a, a sour. I've had some sours where I'm like, I'm not touching that. That's too much. I, I have one right now. It's a uh, shortbread lemon cookie sour. And I, I don't even know how to explain what it is. It's like you drink it, and I can't say it's too lemony. I can't say it's too sour. I don't – I it, 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 when it, hit, it hits the palate in a way I think other things don't. Not just beer. Other things in general because it's, it's fabricated. And right, you just can't do shit with it. So uh, if you, don't, especially if you don't like it, like immediately, like Jen, like my roommate does, and uh, the guy who's the beer guy at my job was just like, you know what you do? Make it a float. Get some vanilla ice cream. There you go. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's balanced. And I think that the the pickle beer, of which I'm going to do tonight, by the way, and all and the pickle beer is kind of the same way. Like it's good. But if you turn that into like a michelada or you could probably use it for a Bloody Mary, 
all of a sudden, boom, I'm, I'm going to use a whole six pack in one day instead of drinking yeah, one every five days. Yeah, it, it feels like those specialty beers, those limited runs, the one that the people are like really trying to, like, oh yeah, we did this because we're, we're playing the flavors and it's like an artisan situation. Uh, sometimes it, it's a big time miss. And if you made it and you went through the, I've brewed beer before. And it's a pain oh, yeah. in the ass. Yeah. And it's a pain in the ass. And even if it sucks, you're like, I'm still going to drink it. Yeah. And yeah, you're like, I'm drinking it anyway, but it, you're just going to have flat or sour. It's just terrible beer at some point. Um, but specialty beer, especially sours, that's a hard thing to, to stand by. If it's, you're like, okay, this is bad, you know, like, and everybody else hates it too. Or you have like a specialty run. That's probably why it's so hard to get for, especially for us, because you're 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 gonna do, you know, a a small ass run of that dill pickle beer, you know, like and if and if you're already busy, there's gonna be those screwballs that come out and really enjoy that, but everybody else is gonna be like, you know, they're gonna stay away. It's gonna be a limited run. You're not really gonna get a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but there's people that would call work. They would want to know what day the delivery comes in from the small vendor. And for that call, pickle beer. And so there's call, like a they'll call the day of all day. How much because you, you order sometimes, you know, I don't know, like three cases, four cases, whatever. Um will get you through the week and it's so high in demand that you only get one. So people have to call the day of the delivery of customers who want it to find out how much we got. And then Ooh. I'll let it go, no, I'll let it go. Let it go. Okay. We'll, we'll, okay. just do a, we'll just, this will be the short beer episode. Okay. Man. Before, before, before we head out on that, cause you know what? I love beer. It's near and dear to my heart. Give me one beer. If you had to like, just throw it out there. If you were like, Hey, you need to try this beer. What would it be? Bohemia. Bohemia. Nice. That's a good pick. I got one called Sagresh. What is that? Where's that from? It's from Portugal. It's like, uh, there's two beers in Portugal. There's Sagresh and there's Superbach. Just like there's two soccer teams in Portugal that's sporting <laughs> in Lisbon. But like Can you get that or, here or no? You can. You can get it at Bevmo and it is legit. It's a good solid lager, hot day lager, and it's good. It is. Okay, is but okay, you don't like you don't like Peroni is the only good Italian beer you can get here. Like you've seen beer fest, right? Yeah, yeah. Peroni is the only really good Italian beer yeah. you can get here. So like true. in Italy, they don't drink any of or they don't drink in Germany, I don't know, any of the, any of those places. They don't drink any of the shit that we drink here because those yeah. are like weak versions. The Peroni's the closest you can get to whatever they drink in Europe. Is it something like that? You have to go to a Bevmo to get Sagresh, and you actually have to. Sometimes I've had to order it. Oh, I'm like, yeah. hey, get Sagresh. S S A G R E S. Are you saying it right? Sagresh. Yeah, that's how they say it. I don't know. It's, it's Portuguese. That, that doesn't sound Portuguese. I've lived in Portuguese for a month, in Portugal for a month. I, I know. It's Sagrish, man. It's called Sagrish. Yeah. I think it. All right. Um, and, and got, no, I did beer. not learn very much Portuguese at all. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really just right now giving you the breath of my Portuguese, like That's, the whole thing. I, I was in Brazil for 10 days and all we did for Carnival and all we did was learn Portuguese. To the bay, to the bottom. Like, oh, to the bay. I know all these stupid ass one liners. Obrigado. <laughs> Obrigado. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the, that's Criollo uh, Portuguese. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, rapist, it's rapist Portuguese. Rape, it's a little rapey, man. How's your Portuguese? Oh, a little rapey. Your accent sounds a little rapey. Is it South American? Uh, All right. Oh, but, hold on. But, but also, so uh, another beer that was suggested was a blackberry graham cracker sour. Man, um, I wish I could know the name. Um, it's It's good, but it's like... It's just sticking to the to the sour thing. Like I taste graham cracker, uh, everyone else tastes blackberry. That's like what the f like it, it it these sours are such a confusing thing to your palate. It doesn't matter how like well adjusted your palate is to different types of beers. It's just I don't think there's other things in the world that exist that hit all your taste buds in the same way as sour does. So people get like weird like well, I hear this, well, I feel this, I feel that, I taste this, I taste that. It's a shock to the system, and it really yeah, does kind of. If your if your tongue is used to one thing, or actually, I mean, really think about it. If your eating habits are a particular way, and you don't eat a lot, drink a lot of sour, or you get that new taste in your mouth, you're going to taste something completely different than somebody who eats a completely different way. True. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be weird. Yeah. The the buzz, and also like the uh, not pe people not being able to find it outweighs the actual taste of the beer so much it's just the novelty the novelty of and the scarcity yeah. the are, are creating yeah. that supply and demand that's yeah, it's fucking weird because it's not that good and then and <laughs> it's not even all that good man i mean it is but it's not like like if you're buying a 12 pack you want to drink at least two or three of those after you buy it who drinks right. one beer like what kind of weirdo are you that buys a 12 pack and drinks, drinks one, beer? one beer yeah you're not it's really weird. I have a buddy uh, who he'll always bring. I mean, he used to do this a lot. Uh, he'd always bring a six pack anywhere we went. Like you know, like you know, uh, you know, go to a party or especially back in the day, we go in. He'd always bring a six pack, and you know, we'd all kind of bring six packs or just you know something to drink. And I'd be like, hey, you know what? Let me get one of those. You know, like kind of the straight. He's like, if I wanted a five pack, I would have <laughs> bought a five pack. And he says that every time, and it's like you're a dick. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> like yeah. I wanted six beers. Sure. Why would I give you one of my six? <laughs> makes no sense. Like I don't want your garbage beer. <laughs> so there is a you know there's always an exception to the rule. And there was uh, there's this guy at work that I worked with, and he would get a twelve pack and pound a twelve pack because he just drinks beer like that. And I'm like, dude, how how do you even like enjoy it after two or three? Because it's so weirdly it lights your mouth up in such a weird way and then like yeah. when it hits your stomach your stomach is even like what the fuck's going on what is this well that's i i think this is a nice lead into our new our new topic uh coronavirus and alcoholism uh more and more americans are staying home uh this has become a thing uh because we have to and more and more i go to the supermarket the more and more i notice that the one section that is usually fairly bare and every time i look in somebody else's cart there is usually an 18 uh an 18 pack of, of something uh americans are drinking more uh and i only i know this because i've kind of conducted my own little study of everybody around me who i still talk to hang out with on zoom and and really just correspond with and the more and more i talk to them the more and more they've been quarantined the more and more they say well uh, I've been drinking like a fish. Uh, Americans 
love to drink. Uh, we've kind of been a drinking nation for quite some time. And at this point, we are, you know, at threat level midnight, so to speak. Um, I'd like to jump on that as well. I think uh, once people are confined to their house, uh, you end up having vices to deal with. Um, uh, yours truly is not pa is not even past this. I I I've actually because I am an non-essential, I drink like a fish as well. I'm cracking another truly right now, which by the way is really good because there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of calories to that, so you're kind of capping your, you know. You're capping your weight gain, is, and you're still uh, achieving your goal. I mean, well, but also like once the whole coronavirus thing happened, and people were like confined to their homes, you end up realizing what your vices are because now you have the time to do nothing. You don't have to leave. Whatever vices you have, it's almost like when you're when you get money, they say that whatever um, whatever whatever mentalities or things you have, they, they don't change. They get magnified. So, like, if you like to drink, all of a sudden you're Ben Affleck and you're going to an AA class or you're in AA once every three years. You have no time. I mean, you have nothing but time, so all you do is drink. And I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, uh, reset. Just hold on. Give me a second. Okay. Okay, reset. Go ahead. All right. And so, like, when you're stuck at home, um, you get what I, I think they call selfless plug, cabin fever. And then you end up with your vices and whatever they are, and they magnify. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing. Or what's happening here, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a thing. I, I remember the first time going to the supermarket when this thing happened, and I go, well, I'm going to go ahead and stock up on a bunch of things. And to be fair, alcohol was like the last thing on my mind. I was like, it was the, the toilet paper water situation, you know. And I'm like, okay, I got to get water, got to get toilet paper, just want to make, which is weird because the pipes were, were still running, you know, like the water was yeah. still running. I just wanted the water and, you know, it was weird. Uh, and that, but it's a whole different story. Uh, but I do remember seeing a lot, just waiting in line and people just stuck to the gills on alcohol, thinking like, okay, well, uh, if I'm going to be sitting at home doing absolutely nothing, which is a solid train of thought if you really think about it. I'm going to be sitting Netflix and chilling. I'm going to have myself something to drink. I'm going to have myself quite a few things to drink because, well, nobody's going to stop me. I'm kind of sitting there doing a, not a goddamn thing, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and push forward with it. I mean, and this is alarming because I know people who never really drank who are talking about, like, I just talked with a guy yesterday who's – you know, he's by himself. He actually just got divorced right before this happened. And he's like, I've been drinking a lot. It's weird. Cause and I, in my head, my, I was like, my brain exploded there. Cause I'm like, this guy never drank. Every time he drank, we knew he was drunk because he had, he's like a cappy dude, one drink and he's done. And he's like, dude, yeah, my tolerance has gone up. I'm like, damn, if, if you're drinking enough for your tolerance that was relatively low to shoot up, like then you, you're, you're forming a weird and a uh, little dangerous habit there. Let me ask you a kind of like odd question. This is America, right? And we right. had prohibition. I don't know if any other country ever in the history of the world tried to have prohibition. Um, do you ever think that would happen again in this current society? Probably not. Probably not. Because uh, if you really think about it, 
unless you're an alcoholic or a recovering alcoholic, you're an AA, right? Unless you're in 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 the program, uh, the only thing that keeps us together as a people, as Americans, is that we drink. Yeah. You know, like seriously, you could be standing next to you know you could be the biggest liberal hippie standing next in the beer aisle right next to like this redneck douchebag, and you know you're still you're both grabbing for the same the same beer. You no have walkie. something in common. Milwaukee's best. Yeah, you could, yeah, grabbing the beast, you know. The beast. Uh, you know that too. That is legit, right? Yeah, it's legit. That's the beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on, that's the beast. Dude, my brother uh, went to. I want to say Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Or he went to go visit his friend. He's Did he go to Pennsylvania? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> he went to go visit somebody who uh, he used to go to school with. And all I know is he told me he was drinking Milwaukee's best, a.k.a. the Beast, while he was there for a week. They started wrestling. He gets pushed. Uh, or something happens, and he ends up falling back onto a tree, and, like, the branch went straight into his calf. Oh, my God. He has a monster scar from it. So every time I hear Milwaukee's best, I just think, I'm not going to get hurt. (laughs) The beast, man. The beast has claws. It it is the beast. Uh, I I was not expecting that story to go in that particular direction. I really wasn't. It goes everywhere. Um, I was not expecting bloodshed and impalement (laughs) (laughs) on his trip to to Pennsylvania. Um, How do we close out this beer episode and then we can – do the next one and release Wiggles. Do you want to do the next? Because honestly, I think this one's going in a really nice direction. No, I think we can end it and then we'll do what we were supposed to do. If you'd like to, because honestly, I, I mean, I'll, yeah, okay. I can end it both. I'm good. I don't have much on my plate right now except for the games. And um, realizing okay. today being at home and just being able to walk around without my pants on is already great. But I can also uh, edit and leave everything on. I don't have another roommate. I don't want to like lower stuff and put my headphones nice. on. You know, so I, I can literally just leave stuff on all day and then just it'll be background. And like, ah, oh, no, I'm going to do that. That's cool. Well, let's, well, you know what? It feels like we put a lot of, we got a lot going into this one. Yeah. So let's and, close it out. Let's close it out and then do a. Well, let's, well, no, we well. Didn't, we didn't even do a wiggle release, like, announcement. Yeah, but you know, we don't have to. That's why I just set the timer. No, we should. Be, be, well, what I'm saying is all you have to do is find a clip of me doing that already. Put it right in the front because I do find that when we do the wiggles and I actually tell Siri, we lose, we don't have momentum. Our wiggles really are when we're just fucking talking. I mean, I, I, I have a beginning for the next wiggle release already in my head and then I'll go take a shot, but let's close this out. Okay. Well, or well, let's, well, before we close it out, let's get like, I like that story about your brother. Let's go ahead and just like kind of loop it around to what we've been talking about. Like just so we can get into that area. Because we want to have something yeah. like a, a point, right? Yeah. Let's get ourselves a point and then we can get out. Because this is like, this, I, I just thought of this whole thing, the alcoholism thing. And yeah. I think it's apropos. Oh, it's perfect. You know, like it's, it's working, right? I thought that was it, pretty solid. It, it's, yeah, it is. That's why, that's why I followed it. I was like, let's just keep going. Cause it still yeah, ties man. into everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. dude, how many days have you? gone like i mean i've done this plenty of times where i'm like i fall asleep i wake up i'm like today i'm not gonna have a drink uh almost every day yeah i'm like i'm not doing that again but then i yeah. then i go to work and i come out in the world and i'm just like i just want to fucking not think about anything or relax for like a little while watch something yeah i just want to blow off some steam i think that's a that's you know uniquely american oh it's not uniquely american but that does something that is something that we all have in common with most people like uh, around the world 
Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, dude, you get off a day, you're like, just, I just want something to drink. Like, you know, and it's, that's a, it's a working man's fair. If you really think about it, <laughs> it's like, Hey, I'm working. And I think it's just a little dangerous when, when you dude, don't have a job. Elephants, yeah. Elephants, you, elephants get drunk. Baboons yeah. get drunk. They eat uh fermented fruit. I mean, it's something that, you know, the, the higher intelligent animals, I don't know what, I think dolphins just rape each other. They don't, and kill each other. They don't, uh, get fucked up. Maybe I don't know if they eat some bad jellyfish, but no, they definitely do rape and kill each other. That's true. You are saying, you are saying words about dolphins right now. What, uh, what in the fuck are you talking about? There, there's some studies say they're more intelligent than us, but they, um, but yeah, they I've heard have, those they, have, they have our social issues. They rape. They will, they've been known to rape humans in the water. You know what? I feel like I've heard that. I think there was an episode of King of the Hill about that. So yeah. if there's an episode of King of the Hill about oh, it, then it's real. It's obviously real. It's real. But that uh, shit was accurate. Sorry, we're the new Flintstones. We're going sideways. So like on the back, back <laughs> to the back to the beer thing. <laughs> you and your I, dolphin raping. Like this is this is how you end an episode. He's <laughs> talking well, about thought, dolphin I, rape. I wanted to bring in the elephants and other animals that do get intoxicated because. They enjoy it. It's it's nice stress relief. You know what I'm saying. Um, so on that note, I would say that alcohol can injure you if you're drinking the beast, and also, but it also heals and kind of is a social lubricant. And I don't fuck prohibition. You know, I, I'm gonna go this far and say is like if if they really if you know world leaders just got around and had sat down and had a few beers, and like that's how they made decisions. The world would be a lot more interesting place. For sure. You it wouldn't be perfect better. because it would be fueled on alcohol. However, it would be way more interesting. And people would probably get along more because I noticed this, like, you know, the, the country is as divided as it's really ever going to get. I mean, even more. It's probably more divided than it was during the Civil War, you know. And there is one thing that everybody does. You know, uh, you go, you go ignite some, you know, start some violence at a rally. You know, you go home and have a beer. You know, you go, you peacefully protest, you go home and have a beer. You go ahead and, you know, you go, you know, do whatever it is rednecks do. Maybe you go, go, go mud jumping or whatever. And then <laughs> you go home and have a beer. <laughs> like, your eyes are insanely big. Is a Molotov cocktail a beer? Ooh, and we will catch you guys next week. Okay. This has been Cabin Fever. Hey, until then, cheers. That was nice. I'm going to stop that. <laughs>